Today is the day of salvation. This is what you've been waiting for. Get ready for a night of Holy Ghost power. September 22nd, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. Register now at fireduppoverty.com. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. The word of the Lord says, keep your heart with all diligence. He says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart. It is our job to keep our heart with all diligence. That means careful and, uh, and persist with, with careful persistence. So diligence means careful persistence. We're going to be diligent. If the word keep means guard, we're going to guard our heart. We're going to guard our heart because everything flows from this place. Now, if everything flows from this place, we know that our heart is a byproduct of the things that we have allowed in our minds, our thoughts. Let's do some of these declarations first of all. I decree I am blessed and highly favored, which is Luke 128. This is when the angel went to, went to Mary when she was pregnant with Jesus. And he said, his name shall be, you know, Jesus, right? You're pregnant and you're, his name shall be Jesus. And the angel went and said, you know, that which you're impregnated with is of the Father, it's, it's, is of God. And so he spoke over her and you're blessed and you're highly favored. You speak this over yourselves. You are blessed and highly favored. Now I decree that no weapon that has been formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against your families shall prosper. Speak it over yourselves right now. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I condemn it. Isaiah 54, 17. I am strong in the Lord, and I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That means in the power of God's strength. Not your strength, God's strength. You are strong in God's strength. It is God's strength working in you. That's why you're strong. I am strong in the Lord. We are not strong in ourselves. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right. I decree that I walk in perfect peace. For perfect peace have they who have set their minds upon his word. Amen. When you set your mind upon his word, you walk in perfect peace and I am confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in me in you he who has begun a good work in us will be faithful to complete it it's Philippians 1 6 he's faithful to complete that work so but what we think about matters we just read that we need to take heed and guard our heart Every single one of us, we need to guard our hearts. Say, I will guard my heart by guarding my thoughts. Day by day, sometimes moment by moment, we must take heed to what we're thinking about. Our thoughts have the power to really propel us forward or keep us stuck. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul said, I beseech thee, which means I beg I plead, I implore. You know, you can say something and can, you just can kind of say it. 
Or you can say something with everything within you. Like it is not just something that you studied and you kind of have it, you have it memorized or someone told you about it. So you can say, I have that knowledge. No, this is something that you have living practical application for. So he's saying, I beseech you. I beg of you. I am imploring you. I am I want to convince you to listen and to do what I'm telling you to do. He said, "Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice." We are living sacrifices, and we're presenting our bodies holy and acceptable to God. You know, you could present your body as unholy and unacceptable before God. Well, it got so quiet as if you've never thought about that before, but you could. And when we don't take any thought to what and how we present ourselves, it may just be that we have presented ourselves in an unholy way. So, but the word says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then he goes on to explain how we do this. Don't conform to the world. Amen. How do we do this? How do I present my body as holy, as acceptable? How is it that I'm a living sacrifice? What do I need to do in order to really walk in that? Well, it's a simple it's a simple step of understanding that I will not conform to the patterns of this world, but I will be transformed. How? My mind. By the renewing of my mind. So I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind. You will be transformed by the renewing of, my, of your mind, which is why God has given us his word. This is why we have his word. If we want our lives to change, if we want to guard our heart like Proverbs 4 tells us, then we must listen to Romans 12, 1 and 2 and make sure that our thoughts are literally being transformed into what he's called us to think about and to meditate on and to dwell upon. And if you faithfully do this, I'm telling you, your lives, all of your lives, will completely represent Christ well. And isn't that what we want? Not only will your lives represent Christ well, but you will know that blessing of God. You will see it. It'll be tangible. The everything he promises in his word, the healing, the, the, the financial a blessing, the, the every single blessing, every promise that is yes and amen, well, it's attained through really heeding the truth of his word and making sure our thoughts are not shortchanging our lives. Because this is where it happens. We have to think about what we're thinking about. First Corinthians 2 and 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Who's going to instruct your mind? The Lord. The Lord. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Well, the Lord is going to instruct us as we are in agreement with his word. He says, but we have the mind of the Lord. And then it goes on. I and he says, and, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as babes in Christ. There was a time where you can only hear and receive the milk of the word. 
but then you grow up in Christ and you are able to receive the meat of the word so that you literally allow every single step of your day, every single moment and every single second of your day to say, Lord, what is my mind thinking about? Transform me, cause me to be put in remembrance that I would ask myself that question. What am I thinking about? Because that question literally is the key. It's the key to unlock everything in our lives because our hearts how are you going to guard your heart if you don't guard your thoughts you can't guard your heart if you don't guard your thoughts this is where it starts and you know we know that the enemy works very hard in trying to bring the what the torment the lies this the all the tricks all the schemes well they first hit you in your thoughts Romans 13 14 says but Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. Doesn't the Lord live on the inside of us? Yes. But we put on the Lord. Just like we put on the armor. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision in the flesh to fulfill its lust. So we have a job to do. We have a part to play, right? We are going to robe ourselves with him as a garment. Sometimes when you see a word picture like that, if a word picture is spoken and you can see that word picture, it helps you with how you are to walk. You are not, it's not just you anymore. When you said yes to Christ, Christ came and, and he inhabits you now. He lives with, you live in him. So it's not just you anymore, right? Before you served Satan, the God of this world. Now you serve the Lord because you said yes to the Lord. Now, Little G is not your Lord, but God Almighty. Amen. Jehovah is your God. He is your king. He's your savior. He's your redeemer. But he walks with you, and he wants you to be paying attention to what is it that you're thinking about. Because if we could get this one area under submission to the Lord, everything changes, church. Everything changes. So how do we do it? We stay in the word of God, right? How much are we in the word? When we're in that word, that word starts to transform us. We eat of that word. I can't get enough. Like, I just can't get enough. I want to just eat it. I want to read it. I want to live it. I want to breathe it. I can't get enough of that word. How about you? It's like the more that you start reading that word, the more that your hunger and your appetite for that word grows. It really does. And it transforms you. And then no matter what's going on, you won't be shaken because your thoughts now have been so saturated with the thoughts from heaven. These are divine thoughts. These are thoughts that come from the word, uh, from the Lord. These, this is the word of God. So now your mind is being transformed that no matter what you see or hear, you won't be shaken. And not only will you not be shaken, but you will have the full vigor, the full strength, the full wisdom to do what God's called you to do. You won't miss a beat. Say, I'm not going to miss a beat. So we have the mind of Christ. We know where to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And we must do this daily. And then in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Think about that for a moment. So in Colossians 3.16, Paul, again, he is beseeching us to give God's word such, grand, such a grand reception that it literally feels like that, that you, can, you can pull it from you. You can just, here it is. This is what I'm thinking about. Here it is. Like, oh, it's just automatic. It's just automatic. 
Who is following along with what I'm saying? I am trying to entice you to literally eat of the word. To dwell, permanent residency, because we are the handiwork of God. We are the handiwork of God. You know what? I'm telling you, the, I, I have, I accepted the Lord, you know, when I was 23. So it's been many, many years now, right, that I have walked with the Lord. And I, I will tell you, because of putting the, the word of God first place, eating of this word, I would not be able to stand here if I had not done that. And consistently, continually, I would not be able to have the ministry God has given me had the word not been first place in my life. And I'm telling you right now something, that if somebody has ears to hear, that you would hear what I am saying. Because people go, oh, but I have the spirit. I have the spirit. You have the spirit. We all have the spirit of God. But the spirit of God is going to move you as you know the word of God. Otherwise, you have a bunch of craziness that doesn't amount to God's truth. You've got a lot of hyper-spiritualism that isn't producing any fruit. It's the truth. We want to produce the fruit of righteousness, but we're only going to produce that fruit of righteousness, yes, as we're yielded to the Spirit, but as we're so embedded in the Word of God. We, it's a must. Say it's a must. And I am going to make sure I do that. And day by day, word, the word will just start to come alive. He is defining you, and you're defined by this word. Won't you just get in it to say, well, if this word defines me, I should find out who I am. I should find out who God says I am. Because you're not defined by your problems. That's what the enemy wants to tell you. You're defined by your problems. Well, you are this. No, you're not. You are the righteousness of God. You are the beloved of God. That's who you are. You are more than a conqueror. That's who you are. So Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that death and life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who eat of it, will, they will eat the, that fruit, right? So what fruit are you eating today? In your lives, I want you to kind of just take a, a mental, uh, ex just examine quickly, just mentally examine what fruit is in my life currently because... Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and I will eat of that fruit. What am I eating today? What's happening today? What's going on today? Because if there's something that needs to change, if the fruit isn't good, there might be something that you're speaking that needs to change. It happens to all of us, but we need to just change it. We can't just allow it to stay and remain. Are we following? So important that we really get this. So are your thoughts speaking louder than your words? Because in church... As Christians, you know, we get, we can Christianize things. We can spiritualize. We kind of, that Christianese, you know, and we know the lingo. And we know what to say. We know how to speak it. We know how to say what to say. But are your thoughts speaking louder than your words? Yet no one hears but you. That's something you need to think about. If your thoughts are speaking louder than your words, your thoughts are literally transforming your heart, and the fruit may not be what it should be. So we really have to examine our thoughts. Really have to examine, what am I thinking about? And I'm telling you, this is for every single person. And I'm no different than you. We have to examine our thoughts, and we need to do so on a daily basis. And we do so with the Spirit of God, but we are equipped with the word in order to do this, right? So our thoughts, our thoughts, they, 
if our thoughts don't line up with the word of God, and our thoughts are speaking louder than our words, you can walk in and you can, you can say, oh, praise God and everything, but in your thoughts, you're listing all the negativities. That's what I'm talking about. I felt like I needed to clarify, lest someone wasn't really 100% following. You can, you can, you can walk into um, a room or a situation, a setting, and, and you can say one thing, but with the very next second, your thoughts, which would be negative and contrary to the word, just undid what you spoke. Happens all the time in healing. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Praise God. I hope it stays like this. Man, I, you know, I, I hope that I can keep it this time. You know what? It's so good when we come to church like this and we hear the truth. We grow. We learn. And we go, wow, you know what? I never thought about that. But you know what? Lord, please forgive us because we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to we be better. We want to we continue to just increase in the word and in the knowledge of Christ. So we don't want our, our, our mouths to say something, but then with our thoughts, we've just, we have just annulled what we've said because it was contrary to our words, okay? So the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as we think in our hearts, but our hearts are determined, the emotions, the things we feel are all determined by what we're already thinking. Right? So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So literally, as a man thinks in his mind, so is he. Because as we, our minds are going to affect our hearts. So it's not about how we feel. It's, Lord, what are you saying? So I'm going to go back to Romans 12 too because I want to, want to point out three words from Romans 12 too. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove Okay, you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect and the perfect will of God. You may be able to prove, and we know that it goes right into making sure that you take thought to transforming your life, your lives based on the word of God and not the word, the, the world, right? So let's, let's look at this again in case you missed it. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Say that I will prove. You, it's your job to prove what is good. It's your job to prove what is acceptable. And it's your job to prove the perfect will of God. You can only do that as you stay in it. We can only do this as we stay in it. So the problem is really in our thoughts. The problem is, is that we maybe haven't taken every thought captive and made it obedient to Christ, right? So you may have tears over a certain issue. Your eyes may be teary over a certain issue, but your spirit can be strong if you train your spirits to be strong. So I'm not saying you never feel pain and you never feel discouraged. You may, you may feel discouraged about a certain situation because it isn't good but your spirit can be trained to be strong. You don't train your spirit to be strong in a crisis. You train your spirit to be strong way before the crisis hits. You train your spirit to be strong today, right now. You train your spirit to be strong by literally letting the word do your thinking. Somebody goes, isn't that brainwashing? Well, isn't that what the world does? Aren't they just trying to brainwash you? 
right? So we're going to renew our, our minds, our thoughts on the word of truth. This is truth. Everything else doesn't even stand up to it. Listen, there are some things that are true, but it's not the truth. Don't get it confused. There are some things you can go, yeah, that's true. That's true. They are totally acting like ridiculous, like just like they're, they're acting, they're, they're like a pauper. They're, they're out there fragmenting themselves. It's true. They're, act, they're out there defiling themselves. It's true. It's just not the truth. What the truth is, is, is that they have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. They just are not acting as that at this moment. But see, these are the opportunities that we have to say, okay, well, what's my mind going to think right now? What I see, what I hear, or what I know to be true, the truth. And when you start to say, you know what, that's what I'm going to be thinking about, that's what you start hearing. That voice diminishes the voice of the accuser, the voice of the liar, the voice of the world, the standards of the world starts to diminish. You may hear it, but you're not really hearing it in your spirit, man. It's not sinking in. What's sinking in is what already has because you've done your due diligence. And so now it's this voice, the voice of God, his word, which is what is louder than anything else. And it literally squelches the accuser, the liar, the tormentor. Does anybody hear what I'm saying today? It is so important that we get this. And it's all within our ability to do. But it's also required. It's in our ability to do, but it's also required. It's important that we do do this very thing. So we're not going to let the enemy antagonize us. You will not let the enemy antagonize you. Okay, but if he has your thoughts, he will, guys. If he has your thoughts, he will antagonize you. We know that the word says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So therefore, we come into agreement with the word of God. And we're going we're gonna to confess the truth. We're going to confess that it's the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead that lives and dwells on the inside of me that, that literally has caused me to be raised back to life. And now I'm a living being. I'm a spirit being that is alive in Christ. And you will refute every lying scheme that comes your way because you'll, your spirit quickened. You'll be quickened. So needed for our spirits to just be quickened. And in a moment's notice, just at a second's notice, the Holy Spirit will quicken you. Stay connected to the vine. When we stay connected to the vine, the word of God, right? We stay connected. We're not disconnected. We're connected. The life-giving source that literally comes down from heaven flows through you. And everything you need is found there. Will you just think with me for a moment of the beautiful gift that this is? This is a gift that God has given us to be divinely united with a divine creator 24-7. And we don't take advantage. Lord, forgive us. But teach us to be steadfast that our spirits would be quickened at a second's notice, that we would be able to, at any point in time, no matter what's going on, and we all need to grow in this area, that at any moment in time, 
because we're so connected to the vine, as in John and in chapter 15 talks about when you abide with him and you're connected to the vine 24-7. Wait a minute, is that really possible? Yes. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. Yes. Don't let the liar tell you anything other than that. It is, he just comes to kill, still and destroy. He just wants to bring defeat. No, you can. Otherwise, the word wouldn't say that we are to transform our minds, right? The renewing of our minds. So, so I want you to just think about that thought that I just, that picture that I just painted. Literally, God's divine power, God's divine presence at any moment in time is always available for us, but we just need to stay connected that therefore heaven will speak out of you. God will speak through you. It is, and remember, his word is what? It's power. It's powerful, but it's power, right? So it's power to, to divide, to divide between, between joints and marrow, right? It divides, right, to be, to between soul and spirit. That's pretty intricate, like, intricate, like in other words, so, so definite, so defined, so detailed, but yet the word of God will literally cut through that which is so specific, going to cut through, divides between soul and spirit. But that word is living on the inside of you. What are you dividing? What are you cutting through? There are things that we need to cut through. I said something to someone the other day, and you would think in the natural it didn't go very well. Oh, it went really well because I gave the word. So in speaking to somebody, it's going fine until I mentioned the word. And when I mentioned a scripture, and the scripture was is that but no, no one comes to the Father except for through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man, right? This individual literally turned. I mean, you can see the demon manifesting. Agitation, right? Like, oh. Anything else in the conversation was fine. It was fine. But the minute that you speak the word of truth, that demon hates it. Why? Because it's the power of God. And it divides between what? Soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It also judges the thoughts and the attitudes of your heart. So in other words, the word of God, you just have to speak it and it does its work. But in order for you to speak it, you have to have it within you. It has to be in your thoughts. It has to be in your heart. So we're going to plant that word. And we, and it, it's not just so that you can speak it. It's so that you yourselves will be so transformed so that you're ready. You're a sharp arrow, like a double-edged sword. That's what he has called you to be. Every one of you, like in his quiver, like swords, like just literally just weapons that are ready to be used, ready to, to serve God. Because you know what? I was saying this on a, on a live recently. I am not concerned with some of the reports that I hear that, oh, my goodness, Christianity is, is like fast-dying religion and, and all these other religions that are growing at a rapid rate and everything. No, you know what? God's kingdom is forever. It is forever. It lasts forever. It is from eternity past to eternity. His dominion is forever and ever to the generations. It doesn't end. 
So people can say whatever they want to say. They can come up. You know, a lot of times when people say stuff like that, it's because they're wanting to put in doubt. They're wanting to put in that fear, that element of, uh-oh, because people jump on the bandwagon. People jump on the bandwagon and go, oh, really? Uh-oh, really? Wow, that's not good. And that's all that's needed for evil to continue to be established and to grow. But the truth of it is, is, is that, no, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's still on the throne, and he's, no one can dethrone him. He's the same. He's the same. He doesn't change. 